0: Welcome to the creating ripples podcast. I'm your host Alexandra Zahner. I believe in the power of sharing our experiences and knowledge with others. And when we do, we are creating ripples of impact around us. Each week, get ready for intimate personal shares, honest, relatable conversations, aha moments, and so much more. This space was designed to create empowerment, inspiration, community, and provide guidance to elevate those around us. I am so excited to have you here. Get ready and let's start creating ripples. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Creating Ripples podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Zahner. And today I'm having the opportunity to connect with Ashley Sondergaard. She's a yoga teacher, self-care coach, and the host for the Yoga Magic podcast. And I'm so excited to get to deep dive with her and have her share a little bit about herself and kind of what she's been up to over the past few years. So Ashley, I would love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about who you are.
1: Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks, Alex. We got to do a little swap. You're on my show. I'm on yours. I love this. This is great. (laughs) Um, I'm Ashley. I love self-care and self-discovery. And I actually really found these two topics through yoga. So gosh, it was like 15 years ago, I started practicing yoga and then um, started teaching a about nine years ago and now I really love yoga as this like entrance into self-care and self-discovery and I I now host a twice weekly podcast called Yoga Magic where we really deep dive into these two areas. We talk all sorts of spirituality and meditation and yoga and some you know some out there practices. It's kind of my jam and I love to work one-on-one with individuals to build really meaningful self-care into their life. So I use astrology as really my kind of like, I don't know, mirror, mirror or like insight into their life to look at their chart and figure out where they can start because self-care is so daunting and it's also it's like such a buzzy word everyone is like self-care you need to do this
0: mm-hmm. whereas
1: if we can get really specific and we can look at the chart and say here's where you start here are a bunch of ideas um it can feel a little a little less daunting i know you had a an astrology episode with our friend sue so your audience is like hopefully down to a tax astrology cuz that's my yeah. fave
0: <laughs> yes definitely one of the things i would love for you to kind of share a little bit more into was your self-discovery journey and like what got you to where you are now living the life that you are having launched a podcast launched your own program and you know over the past few years how you got into that path
1: so when I started practicing yoga 15 years ago I was so in the like conditioning of what I thought I was supposed to do right like graduated from college. I had a job. I was traveling. I was living that life that I thought was totally what was meant for me, really career focused. I did not want kids. I was like, no, thank you. That was not um, something in the plan. And when I started practicing yoga, I was able to really like come inward, turn inward and do that self-study piece that said, yeah, yeah, work and figure out like, actually, no, like I, there's other things that I want. Like I, I think I do want kids. Is that like, oh my gosh, this is a a new discovery. And like, I also want to have a career. I can do all those things. And the practice of yoga is so, it's so individualized, right? We get to make these like discoveries on the mat that carry so far off the mat. And so I started, doing things because I wanted to do them versus what I thought I should do. I started teaching yoga. Um, I was in a fundraising career that I really liked, but I knew just like, wasn't the end game for me. And I decided to leave that and teach full time and manage studios and just like really lean into my passions and then decided to have kids from there, which was like, again, I know this is like people who are, you have kids. So like you get it that have always wanted kids. This is like, of course, but I was like, Absolutely not. Never. And now I want to have like five, I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but making these decisions about listening to myself about what I actually wanted was so revolutionary for me. Mm -hmm. So when I did kind of, when I actually had um, Lily, my first daughter, it was such a great awakening into what was necessary for self-care. This is where I realized like, you can be following your passions. You can be doing all the things that you love. And if you're not taking care of yourself, it's not going to feel right at all. Like all of it is just, it's that much harder. And we are exemplifying what it's like, what it means to take care of ourselves to our children. And so, and we're kind of like hovering like, not actually, but like seeing myself like an out of body experience, like seeing myself just struggling and just like not keeping up with my own well being, you know, not like eating properly or sleeping like as one does in that newborn stage, and that's when I made this sort of like aha moment of like, okay, this is this is an area of opportunity for me. I'm gonna dabble. I'm gonna really prioritize self care. And see what happens. And so I did. And I started meditating and I I was already practicing yoga. So that was part of my life, but um, started some manifestation work and, and really bringing spirituality and prayer and all these other areas into this practice of self-care for me. And then when we had our second um, daughter, I kind of got to see it actually impact my life, see this work impact my life. So Rory Aurora, actually her name means um, like the dawn, the awakening.
0: I love the name Rory, my cousin's daughter's Rory. It's so beautiful. Aurora, Rory.
1: I love it too. And like, now we're sort of obsessed with the princess Aurora and I feel like (laughs) we play the music all the time, but it was so appropriate too, because she's actually an Aquarius and Aquarius energy is very much like the awakening. Um, I didn't plan, I wish I could have planned that properly, but it worked out (laughs) perfectly. And, When Because I was so committed to that self-care practice and listening to my intuition and manifesting and meditating, I would get up every morning. My body was just like, okay, let's do this at like 5 a.m. And like I was not a morning person by this point. Um, And I would start meditating and really like journaling on what her birth would look like. Lily's birth was like a bit traumatic. Like as those first births are, there's always just like uh, so many things. She was in the NICU. Everything was fine. But like, it wasn't, it wasn't really what I was like hoping for. Whereas here I was like, no, like I have, I have power. Like I really do. I'm going to put my mind to this. So I would journal on her birth every morning for like six of those nine months. And Alex, I, manifested this like it happened it's amazing down to the like the outfit i was wearing and the fact that like my dad happened to be over that night that i went to labor my labor was four hours i mean it oh, was like my gosh next level so that's when i knew like oh this is what it's like to really like own that power step into um mm. you know who we are listen to our pleasures listen to what we want and prioritize our well-being because it just it benefits everybody. So it was a long-winded way of saying, this is where I landed now. And now I teach people and I take all these different modalities, yoga, manifestation, meditation, um, just like all these different ideas, bring them into one spot, work with them one-on-one. And then also just hear from experts on the podcast. I could talk about this stuff like literally every day. So I do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which is so fun about podcasting is you get to take exactly what you were just talking about, your pleasures and you get to learn and educate yourself and then just share it out with others that are interested in learning and growing. And like you said, owning their power, they're going to get so much just by listening and being receptive to what you're teaching them and what your um, guests are teaching them. Mm -hmm. One question I have manifestation. I feel manifestation has been popping up a lot within the last year, especially. And for someone that's new to that concept and idea and what manifestation is, can you dive into that a little bit more?
1: Yes, yes, yes. You know, actually the first person that ever used the word manifest was our friend Uh, (laughs) Sue. like back in the day. (laughs) And I remember her saying like, I manifested this person or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, I didn't know. This this is a long time ago.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, it's funny because it is, it is like very popular, especially right now when people are just like WTF, like where, what's happening in my life and they want to bring some control. Manifestation is really the idea that like our thoughts and our actions can bring um, results and, and accomplished goals within our life. And kind of what's where my perspective is on manifestation and like all the work that I've done in this area is that yes, we can put a lot of thoughts out there. Like, you know, we read the book, The Secret, or you're like, you put something, you say something and you're like, it's going to happen. Like, maybe that's, that's partially true, but that's not the whole piece of this. If our subconscious, right. The thoughts that we don't even, we don't even recognize yeah. if those subconscious thoughts are um, not not aligned with the things that we're calling in those manifestations that we're bringing to fruition we're not going to get there so like i'll give the example of like i'm really working to grow my podcast and monetize it and have a business um that i'm you know around the self care coaching and just like you know kind of being like unapologetic about it. this is like a business that i'm growing and i grew up with um a family that was so supportive of like all my weirdness they always embraced that and I was always just kind of like the kid that was just like they're like what is she talking about but the thing that they always sort of made fun of me about is like Ashley you're like you have such expensive taste you like you have to marry rich you totally have to marry rich and I like I know and they were doing it in total fun like right they're not like putting me down however as an adult this is something that I am like working on. I need to reprogram that within my subconscious that like I have to like rely on other person to make money. I can make money. That's I can actually do that. And it's taken what I call shadow work um to really uncover that and and reprogram that. It's still ongoing, Alex, so I don't (laughs) like not there yet. Um, But it's it's finding these blocks, these parts of our conditioning that that don't allow us to actually bring things to fruition. But once we do, once we recognize them and we move them out, that's when stuff happens. I have manifested some crazy things in my life and Rory's birth is one of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, so have you heard of the start today journal? What is it? It's the start today journal with Rachel Hollis. So yeah, yeah. It's like you write down five things that you're grateful for that day. And then at the beginning of the journal, you, Pick like 10 th- goals that you want to achieve in the next 10 years. And then she has you write them down every day. So you're like thinking about them daily. And I had never done anything like that. And then you pick like one way that you're going to start to work towards your goals. But what I really like about it is it's just constantly reminding me of like the goals that I've set for myself every single day. I'm like going back to them and I'm thinking about them. And right before this, actually, one of my friends and members at Alchemy was just texting me because I told him to get a gratitude journal. And he was just saying like the hardest part for me with the journaling is the self-affirmations that I want to manifest Mm. for myself. And what would be some tips for someone that's like struggling to get kind of out of their own way and step into like owning who they are and seeing all that they are capable of and all that they can achieve the same way that you kind of were just talking about you did for yourself.
1: Yeah. Those affirmations piece, like to be, this is like sort of a tangent, but I was like writing my clubhouse bio, right. I'm writing out all the things I need to put in there. And that's like the most braggy bio that anyone could ever have. Like you need to put your flipping resume in there. And I was like laughing because like, I don't, I don't even like, this feels so awkward. It's hard for us to be in that position of like, you are amazing. Right. It's hard to do that. So I feel for this person. I know. And there's a lot of, I'm not, I'm not necessarily a manifestation coach. I use it as a tool, but um, there's so many great programs and ways to work with people to uncover where your blocks lie, whether it be hypnosis or meditation or um, journaling. One, of, one way without working with a coach um, to tap into where your blocks are, where your limiting beliefs are, is what I call stream of consciousness writing. Um, so if you've ever read the book the artist's way, she, she has something called um, morning pages where you write, I think it's five, five pages every morning and you just write. There's no topic. There's no um, really goal to it. It's really just like pour thoughts out. And over time, and and I think too, with like these these words that you're talking about, like your words to start the day, over the time, you start to see some trends and you start to see perhaps like where you're living smaller, where you are limiting yourself, where you're like really in the zone. How can you lean into that magic? Um, So I just kind of like a free place to start is to start getting into the subconscious. And that's what... um, stream of consciousness, like morning pages are. Meditation, man, like meditation is so much easier said than done. Like I'm totally there. And as you do it more, you start to realize like, oh, whoa, like there's another, you know, there's a whole nother layer. Our subconscious is like 90% of our thoughts. I don't know what the actual percentage is, but it's like a major majority of our thoughts. And so to get out of the conscious mind into the subconscious through meditation um, or through like some guided hypnosis can be so, so freeing. So I'm, I think just like dabble in what works for you.
0: With the meditation, I know you referenced it earlier as being part of your self care in the beginning after you had Lily and recognizing you need to take care of yourself. If somebody's just starting out and meditating, what I've come to understand is there's a lot of different ways that you can meditate. I think so often we imagine, you know, somebody like off in a temple meditating and it's like you can just take a few minutes even and meditate. So what would you tell to someone that's, they they want to meditate, but they're kind of intimidated by the idea and they're not really sure where to start? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you meditate, Alex?
0: Are you like I, regular? I do like apps sometimes in a yeah, while yeah. or for me what I like to do is just sometimes I'll just play some music that I really like and mm-hmm. I'll just go into my we have the guest room and I just like to find like a little space on the bed and I'll just like sit and focus on my breath for a few minutes but I am someone I struggle to do it longer honestly than like five ten minutes um, unless it's a guided meditation yeah
1: yeah Totally. Same, actually. Like that's very much true. And I think so like to kind of differentiate the two, true meditation is the observations of thoughts and then letting them go, right? So if you're sitting in a meditation without any sort of guide happening, your thoughts will come in. Like it's it's not actually, physio- it's not possible to like clear out your mind. That doesn't happen. However, we can observe the things that comes into our mind and then we can release them. And so if that's Type that traditional meditation is something that you want to practice. And there's so many benefits, um, to it that, you know, our physical, emotional, metaphysical, whatever it is. Um, there's a really great book called stress less accomplish more, um, by Emily Fletcher. She's actually, you think like, I would recommend like an amazing, like, book by a monk but she's actually a former broadway star (laughs) she's just like this book is amazing and it it really sets it up as to like what the practices are um or rather what the benefits are and what how your body reacts and and where to start she gives um it's just very applicable if you want to get started in like true true meditation that being said visualization like going listening to a guided meditation on the apps um something that takes you into an actual scene or focus on something on a word or a mantra or like anything like that. Um, those are really great too. And they're just, so. They're, I would almost call those more like a mindfulness practice, but that's a great way to start training your brain to um, kind of move past negative thoughts, right? Because you're focused on something else. So I think trying some of those are an amazing place to start. I have a good friend, um, who has a podcast called mindful in minutes and she releases like free weekly pod or um, meditations on her podcast. And they're so good. So there's so many resources to get started in this, in this world. And just know that you will suck at it. Cause like, that's the, that, that's why we do it. Like <laughs> we're human and it takes time. If there's ever a time, I try not to should people, you should do this. You should do that. But if you are going to meditate, this is the one exception of this rule is you should do it every day. If you can, mm-hmm. even if it's two flipping minutes, doesn't matter. Okay. Like I, I do five minutes, 10. Um, and then once in a while I'll throw in like a 20 minute and just, if I feel like I can. Yeah.
0: My podcast c- idea came to me by going to a Lululemon Visions and Goals event where they have you meditate and then they have you visualize and then they have you write on goals. And I had not even thought about podcasting until I went to that event and just the way that I was taken through the journey of meditating and visualizing and then writing down what came up, that was when the whole idea like came to fruition of like, I want to create a space and a community where I'm sharing Other stories, and we're getting open and honest and vulnerable, and people are learning and we're bringing others together to recognize they're not alone. And I was like, I'm going to do a podcast. And then here we are doing a podcast. (laughs) And it's, I mean, it's the same thing for you with when you started to dive into that self care work. You're probably on this path where when you had Lily, maybe where you're sitting right now wasn't where you thought you were going to be. And then you started to just dive in and all these different things started to, started to really follow your passions and lean into your purpose. And I would love to know more about that path and that journey and kind of who Ashley was when you were talking about back in your college days to who she is now and the lessons that you've learned along the way. And how that self-care worked and that self-discovery got you to the seat and a podcast host, self-care advocate and yoga teacher.
1: I'm like, what a good question, Alex. I'm excited. (laughs) I haven't (laughs) been asked this before. I, you know, kudos to you because that's manifestation, right? Like seeing what you want in that workshop and then making it happen. And I think like you're downplaying the, the podcast piece because it's a ton of work to actually get it going and like, it's a lot of YouTube videos yes. being watched. Did that? You know, like <laughs> was, no one's really like gonna give you all the tools. It's hard. I went.
0: I went to that event in January of 2019. Yeah, and yeah. I launched my podcast almost two years later. That's how long it took. But here we are. We're doing it.
1: I know. It's crazy. You're right. I did not anticipate I'd ever be sitting in this spot. And it's funny, though, because, like, probably three years ago, still working for Core Power Yoga, I loved my job, I loved the community, everything. But I just felt, I kept saying to my husband, I'm like, you know, I just like, I really want to talk about self-care all the time. Is that weird? And you know what I really want to do is I want to start a podcast. And we, and I was just like, I felt like embarrassed almost. I'm like, you know, there's so many people doing podcasts and talking, you know, self care and life coaches and all the things like, who am I, who am I to think that I can do that? As far as like, when I finally decided to do it, I just, I got like a, like a major intuitive hit. It was just like, and now is the time. And I'd been doing some really, really deep manifestation work. I use a program called to be magnetic, um, which is um, invented or created by this woman named Lacey Phillips. And it's like it's shadow work. It's very much um, this subconscious piece. But I, you sort of know that you're doing it right when you meet what she calls expanders. And expanders are people that show you what's possible in your life, right? They are, um, they have similar upbringings to you. They have similar, similar limiting beliefs, but they have found success. And so I like, gosh, man, I was like maybe three years ago, two, two years ago. I don't know. What is time? Like in COVID, I have no idea. Yeah. Like
0: what is I heard somebody on clubhouse yesterday say BC before COVID. And I absolutely <gasps> lost it. I could not handle it. I was like, shut up. They did not just use that. I sent it to my friends. Cause I was like, I'm laughing so hard at this That's right perfect. now. Like he was like, yeah, you know, BC. And someone was like, what he's like before COVID. So
1: that's the best thing. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Okay, this was BC. I was (laughs) so funny doing this manifestation work. Um, this is after like after I had manifested Roy's birth. And I, I ran, I met really randomly. I met a friend of mine now who's a close, close friend, um, who does past life regression work, like hypnosis work. Mm. And we found out that like, we grew up in the same place, which is like small town. Minota. We had very similar upbringing, similar, similar, like limiting beliefs. And she was doing something that was like out there. And I was like, I am, this is cool. And I, she really showed me and we did, we started doing hypnosis together that, um, being weird, isn't a bad thing. And I think it's like, you know, you're talking about this journey of who I was before like, who was in college. Like I've always been who I am and I've always felt pretty weird. I'm just like, I like weird stuff. And I like to, I'm just like an overshare I'm a cancer son. So I'm just like always crying. And like, this is like totally who I am. And, um, I think that that version of me earlier was, um, really, like, almost, like, over the top trying to fit in, right, like, trying to, I loved all the, I had fun with every, I never, I'm kind of, like, an overly optimistic person, so I was always having fun, you know, in college, I was really involved in a sorority, I was, um, had a recruitment, I ended up working for the sorority, just, like, did all the things, and, like, And when I landed, again, this is sort of when I found yoga, when I landed in this space of like, but what do I actually want? Like, what do I want? I started to just realize that like, it wasn't what everybody else around me, like my friends wanted, right? They weren't talking about manifestation and past lives. (laughs) And you know what? Mm -hmm. They didn't, they didn't judge me for it. And when I started to really, really lean into these areas of like my passions, who I was. Embracing the weird. And, you know, faith is an interesting piece in all of this. And we talked about that on my show as well is that like I grew up really religious. And so, really diving into kind of the, I don't know, quote unquote occult practices felt really like sinful. I grew up um, Catholic. And so, finding a marriage between like some spirituality and like what my faith background was, was a hard journey as well. Mm -hmm. But I realized just over time and really thanks to the birth of my children who just like kids are the best teachers ever. Mm -hmm. They showed me that, Oh, like this is all the same. Like all (laughs) spirituality, religion, faith, like all of it is the same. We have individual power truly, especially when we, when we focus it in and we recognize it and we um, believe in something bigger than us and whatever that looks like, you know, for you. And and we we essentially are thinking about like the greater good of everybody. That, that at the end of the day is is where I landed in in talking about self-care because I knew I had like, have at least this like specific thing I want to talk about that really benefits a lot of people and a lot of people don't know how to do it. How do I do that? Does that answer your question?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, one of the things that i was hearing and that i kind of want you to go into a little bit more of how you were talking about embracing the weird and mm-hmm. so what was coming up for me was like i was visualizing you as like this younger ashley and fitting in and you were doing all the things and having a really great time but there was like this deeper like part of you that was still being held back and you can correct me if i'm wrong and then it wasn't really until like the last few years that you were like you know what I'm going to like let the weird, I'm going to let the weirdness fly and we're going to let it rip. And it wasn't that you weren't always being who you wanted to be, but there were parts of you that maybe you weren't like stepping fully into until the Mm -hmm. last few years. And can you talk about what did that feel like? Was it scary to take that leap into something that maybe deep down you always knew was something that you were passionate about, but once you did it, what did that Mm -hmm. feel like? Mm -hmm.
1: I recently had um, sort of my idols on my show, the the two hosts of the podcast, Almost 30, were on um, my show and I asked them this kind of this question about truth, right? Like how do you, you know, you and I, as we're on this like sort of public setting in a podcast, not, not sort of, it is public, it's a public platform to talk. And speaking like the truth of what I was experiencing was something that like, is really hard because of the fears that one, I'm gonna upset my family, especially when I talk about spirituality. Um, Two, I might lose friends because I say something that's just like way out there. Or I would never, I'm always very cautious about like not telling someone else's story, but like really speaking the truth is hard and it's been a journey for sure. it's funny because if there's a little, there's an interesting placement within our birth charts. Um, her, her name is Lilith and Lilith is, she's really where a woman is suppressed. So it's it's a, it's a it's kind of high level astrology talk, but if you find where your Lilith is in your birth chart, it can show you where you're being suppressed. And mine was in my voice always, which is crazy because I have podcasts now where I just talk about weird things. Um, but when I again, when I started to flex this muscle of actually speaking my truth of talking about spirituality, talking about yoga, even like really like saying it out loud. Um, I realized that like, oh, this is like, this is landing. People are listening. And, you know, when I, as you know, you as a coach, like, you know, when you say things in class, whether it's like a mantra or like an affirmation, or you just cheer someone on people listen to you. And that's when I I like was like, oh my gosh, like this is, I have something to say. And I, I wanted to explore that more. And I do have really amazing support from my partner, from my family who just cheer me on in whatever I do, even if they're kind of like, Ash is a weirdo. Like they still love me. And so that (laughs) Uh I needed to, I needed to like kind of dip my foot in a little bit. Um, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I'm, there's going to be a time and I'm just like, I'm sort of waiting for it where I do say the wrong thing. And that's, you know, the, the area that like, I, I feel really passionate about that. I'm, I'm often afraid to speak out about is just like, um, is just a quality around, well-being like the the wellness gap as you will um and how that relates to race and privilege and that's an area that like honestly I don't know that I'm super well spoken in but I want to talk about it because it's important and I'm probably going to mess up I'm probably going to say something wrong and I and I I know that but it's better than not saying anything right it's better than not speaking Mm -hmm. out against these issues of social justice and so I think it's a big trial and error (laughs) it's just such a like Mm -hmm. there's it's going to be messy and um you know I'm in this role and I'm committed it's funny though because like my husband's very much in a different position he's he has a company and like he he has to be careful about the things he says that's his life whereas like I I don't know I've always been sort of an open book and um now I'm really embracing the 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 total weird coming out of the coming out of the weird closet (laughs)
0: I like it, though, because, A, exactly what you were saying, it it is scary to speak out, even when you know it's a topic that is important, such as social justice and the inequalities that we have in our country. But to your point, it is so important to voice your opinion, even if you're wrong. And that's okay because that's how we learn. And I've found, especially just being in Minnesota when everything was happening with George Floyd, I was very nervous to speak my truth and know the right thing to say. And then it wasn't until I finally said something that that's when I learned the most, because if I got it wrong, I had friends reaching out to me, sending me resources, educating me. And I think that's when you're gonna learn the most about Mm, yourself mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so one other like thing that I kind of want to go back to of if you could go back and tell your younger self something what would you tell her I don't I like
1: is it weird to say that I sort of like that person I like that younger self like I want to tell her that like she's doing a good job even if she's not there yet like she's Mm -hmm. you know like I think it's just yep. like, we're so, especially as women, we're just so hard on ourselves about so many things. And I look back and, you know, I worked really hard in college and I've worked really hard in the, in all of the jobs that I've had and, you know, raised really amazing two little kids. They're not that old yet, but let's turned three, but like, just to like have someone like wholeheartedly say like, you're doing a good job. Don't doubt yourself,
0: you know? Yeah. I I mean, I think that's so important for some of the women listening, even men of just, you know, recognizing the work that you're doing and being proud of yourself and to keep on going. And there are going to be times where you're feeling lost or confused and unsure of what's going to come of the future, but just like keep going. And then I think tying back to where you made that shift in your life of, if you're feeling something in your heart, like don't, don't keep pushing it down, recognize it. And then you'll feel when you're ready to step into that truth. And I loved when you were saying it was like a a reawakening Mm -hmm. when you had Lily. And I think we as humans need to start to like tap into that a little bit more of like, when can I step out into like speaking my truth, living my truth, following my passion and purpose? Because I know for me personally, I'm always like, well, I want to go do this, but is it like too crazy? It's against the norm. And what, what worked for you to be like, I don't care if this is against the norm. It just Mm -hmm. feels right. When I
1: first really started to prioritize what i wanted versus what i thought i should do i realized that i was really really happy one like or, or maybe happy isn't even the right word like joyful i felt a lot of joy and i noticed that the people around me were also joyful to be around me like it's like it's a vibrational experience and so step really like honoring what I wanted well honoring what my truth was made me fuller made me happier made me more joyful and it was this I'm like your show it was like a ripple effect and when I when I realized that when I really realized that like oh this is contagious um can benefit everybody I wanted to do it more I wanted to just like be the best version of myself and you know it's funny because I someone once told me that we can only be the best version of ourselves like 50% of the time. And I'm like, I don't know what the data is on this, but like, yes, please. Like we can only be that like super amazing version of ourselves for a portion of our day. However, if some choices that I make put me into that best self better or more often, why not do that even if it is a little bit weird and even if it is a little bit more work you know there's some Mm -hmm. there's some discipline around this work that you and I are doing with a show with a podcast right like there's some there's some sacrifice whether it be time or just like like you gave up drinking like these are real things that we've had to do to be the best version that we can be and so to kind of bring it back you know it's like it's sort of addictive. You realize like, oh, I am, I can do this. I can make these decisions that benefit me, but they benefit
0: everybody. This is contagious. hundred percent. And I love the idea. Obviously, I'm, the Creating Ripples is the name of my podcast. So I love the idea of a ripple effect, but it's so true when we're living out our truth. It's not just going to impact us. It's going to impact yeah. anybody that comes in contact with us. If someone... Is listening and they're like okay ladies I don't know what my truth is I don't know if I'm living my life the way I'm supposed to be I'm feeling very confused and I'm just trying to like get by day to day like how does someone like do they use meditation do they use manifestation like what types of work would you suggest to them to try to figure out if they are stepping into their truth or figuring out ways to like recognize themselves and who mm-hmm. they really are mm-hmm. so
1: when I work one-on-one with individuals um, around self-care we look at really how we're prioritizing ourselves and I think this like while we call it this so I call it the self-care mentorship this is really like you're we're doing the shadow work we're tapping into who we are we're finding our truth via these moments of of self-care. So I always start with, you got to go to the basics. Like, are you honoring yourself? Are you honoring your body? Are you going to the bathroom when you have to go to the bathroom? (laughs) Are you staying on your zoom call for three hours without peeing? Like, I know this sounds stupid, but it's not because we are, we don't prioritize ourselves. We put everyone else in front of our whole life. Like this is what we do, especially as women. And so Honoring our bodies, honoring sleep, if you can. It's hard with kids, I know. Honoring um, movement and food and just like the basics, the basic human needs is like, I think, step one to recognizing who you are, what your truth is. And then you get to start tapping into like, okay, but now what what do I want to do? You know, I've got I got the basics. I'm going to the bathroom, I'm eating my foods, healthy foods, whatever <laughs> it is. But now what do I want to do? Um Instead of shooting all over myself tonight about I, should, you know, I really should like organize the pantry because it looks like a hot mess, I really want to read my stupid trashy romance novel and I'm gonna yes. do it. I'm gonna do it because it makes mm-hmm. me happier. It's beneficial to everyone in my house when I'm in a good mood the next morning. So the more that these like teeny little like bite sized moments of prioritizing ourselves, prioritizing our well being, our self care, we start to learn more. This is the self-study process. And I think if you can, if you like journaling and you can like kind of watch the progress of this process, you start to see, oh, like I'm sleeping more. I'm, I'm waking up excited for the day. I am I have found things that are that are hobbies that fill me up with joy that don't involve my partner or my friends or my kids. There are things that I wanna do, right? And so it just continues to, it's sort of a snowball, right? Like we figure it out, we start stepping in. Um, and I think if there is a, a faith-based, spirituality-based component to all of this, that like, whether it be meditation or prayer or whatever, just like recognizing that we are connected to something a lot bigger than us, um, I think that's when it becomes like ritual, right? It's, it's not just a routine anymore, it's ritual. We're nourishing the soul, the spirit.
0: I love that. And one thing that I had wrote down that I keep meaning to ask you about shadow work, what is shadow work? So
1: when I was talking about manifestation earlier and like tapping into the subconscious to find those self-limiting beliefs, that's shadow work. It's sort of like a, just an overarching term for reprogramming and finding our conditioning that we were dealt growing up. And that's just like, this is part of, life. You know, this is psychology 101 is like between the ages of what, zero and seven, we learn who we are because of the world around us. And so sometimes that information isn't, isn't true at all. You know, like um, there's a woman on my show today who talked about like, if your dad doesn't come home from work and tuck you in as a, as a two-year-old, you may now believe that he doesn't love you, but that's like, that's not the case at all. Right. So this conditioning is just a natural part of our evolution. And we can do shadow work to tap into the subconscious, find those self-limiting beliefs and reprogram them um, through meditation, through visualization, through journaling.
0: I know for me, when I am listening to you explain those self-care tips and things that you can do to bring yourself closer to living out your truth, a limiting belief that I always had before I started to really step into what I feel like is the truest version of me was I can't do this. Like, who am I to start a podcast? Who am I to do this? Also, what are other people going to think? And what, what, what do you think is the best way for someone to navigate that limiting belief of that imposter syndrome or getting out of their own way a little bit. But then also I think it's important to find support if you're starting to do this work and utilizing those around you so that you're not feeling like you're off on this island doing this work on your own. Yeah. That, yes. Actually you? I was like yeah. talking
1: to somebody about this last night. Cause like especially with something like podcasting or on a, you know, on social media is like, so I'm like talking actually, my very smart friend pointed this out to me. She's like, Ashley, you share all the time. You're sharing, 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 and you're not getting anything back from people. Cause I had said to her, you know, I'm feeling kind Mm -hmm. of lonely. Like I'm at home all the time and it's just like a weird time. And she's like, you share and you don't get anything back. And I was like, you're right. So actually my best suggestion. And I, I always, I recommend this even prior to that conversation, as far as like imposter syndrome goes. Because same girl, like that moment that I, before I started the show is like, there's so many wellness podcasts. Like really, who am I? Um, my biggest recommendation is to set some boundaries around social media, because I think, it's mm-hmm. like, there's so much out there and there's so much good stuff on the internet and you have to have some space for your own creativity. Um, so right now, what I'm really focusing in on, and this is sort of like a, a lifetime experiment around social media boundaries, is I'm really only absorbing content from five sources, five people um, that I really trust. I like their content on Instagram, podcasts, all the things. And And then I'm allowing more space for creativity within my own world. Um, If I wasn't podcasting and creating my own content, would I still do that? Maybe, but I think it's a good place to start. Like we are the average of the people we surround ourselves with, especially right now some of those people aren't even in our physical realm. They are on the internet. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. being really, really cognizant of what you put into your sphere, into your energetic field, setting those boundaries. I think five is a great place to start or maybe it's just a time limit. Um, Some really great, this is like a little bit woo, but some great energetic practices around um, boundaries and, and energy is to like visualize a bubble in the morning and- to really recognize like, are these my thoughts? Are these my emotions or are they someone else's? So like when you wake up right in the morning, just like visualize a big bubble around your body, taking salt baths to literally like wash away other people's emotions is a great practice. Um, Yeah, there's just like honoring the fact that we are, we are made up of all the people around us. And so who we put into our world is important. Mm-hmm. And that allows us to, to kind of like step into like, oh yeah, no, like I can do this um, because now I have the the mental space to actually
0: do it. Yeah. It's so true to think about, okay, well, if I'm wanting to take these steps to become my best version of myself, who, who do I spend my time with? And are they going to be the people that are going to help to get me there? Are they going to be the people that hold me back. I think about my drinking. And when I got sober and my closest friends were supporting me Mm -hmm. from the get-go, like they were there to support me, but anybody that wasn't going to support me, I probably would have been like, sorry, like this is the path that I need to go down for myself to become the person I need to be. And I think If you're someone listening and you're wanting to go forth with your passions and your purposes and you're hearing Ashley share her story and experience and the tips, go after it and then find your people just like Ashley said that are going to be there to support you and lift you up and not hold you back from and not create limiting beliefs that you didn't already have. I think that's the important Mm. thing too creating or finding
1: expanders I talked about what those people that show you what's possible they are seeing is believing right like when we see people doing things you know like when I see when I've seen some of my mentors just going for things I feel so much more motivated to do that and and I could go down the route of like who am I like I'm not them but instead and actually this is something that I like to use with social media is like when I see somebody and I feel a little bit jealous like I feel a little bit triggered I take that as a good sign I'm like oh I'm recognizing that within myself I can do this I can because I'm feeling that emotional response and then I keep going for it I
0: really love just the thought of looking around in your life and the content that you're consuming and the people that you're around and are they expanding you are they showing you what is possible. Um, In the beginning of the episode, we talked a little bit about how you use astrology to help people give like insight into their life. And I think that perfectly ties into what we're talking about. How can someone utilize their birth chart to help them understand more about themselves? I just think it's it's a topic that it's out there and people are consuming so much content around it. But I think a lot of people probably don't even know how to utilize what they're taking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's become really popular. Like astrology is just like, you know, crazy town and popular right now, which is awesome. We are in the age of Aquarius. Like, so it's not a surprise. However, um, Yeah. The birth charts just, it's just a deep dive. It's the coolest thing ever. So if you're new to finding your birth chart, you can find it on most astrology websites. you have got to have your birth time, date, location. And there's three aspects that I really look to within the birth chart. And again, you can find all these for free. You can do this work yourself. Um, I like to look to the sun, to the moon and to Mars and how, what those look like, how they show up for you is the sun is really like your identity. It's who you are. It's your essence. It's where you shine the brightest. There's always going to be a little flavor of your sun in everything that you do. Um, And so looking to the sun is a great place to look at like, okay, what are the characteristics of this particular sign? For example, I'm a cancer son. Cancer sons are mama bears. They're nurturers. They want to take care of other people. They also can tend to overgive and be a little bit sensitive. So like knowing that, knowing that about who I am, I can really harness and hone in on my practices around overgiving right like self-care for me is mm-hmm. is maybe not exerting all my energy on other people in one day taking some time out for myself the moon is a great place to look at your emotional well-being so if the moon is um it's really the ruler of your subconscious you're talking about those shadow works you know that that element um The moon is going to be a great place to look for that area. What shows up in your meditations, what shows up in your dreams. Um, And my moon's in Capricorn. Capricorn happens to be the complete opposite of cancer. And so if cancer is the nurturer and is the feeler, Capricorn is the kind of like hard ass, like very goal oriented, um, very down to earth. And so that I know that about my thoughts that they are they're kind of dark. Like they're very hard. I'm very hard on myself. And so when I'm in meditation, I know that about who I am and I take it with a grain of salt and I've learned to just like embrace like, okay, those are the thoughts that I have. I'm very goal oriented. And that's a good thing rather than like beating myself up. And then the final um, aspect that I look to is Mars and Mars is really um, it's, you know, it's a little bit, it's on an outer planet, but it's it's not your sun and your moon. It's a little bit further removed. And it's a great place to look for your, your uh, motivation and your trigger. So Mars is really fiery. It's going to get you going in the morning. And so when you realize like, oh, I have a Mars in, where's my Mars? Can't remember. Capricorn as well. I have a lot of Capricorn. (laughs) I do like Ticking things off a to-do list. Like that's to me is a something that like gets me going. So I have a self-care to-do list, um, which for some people Mm -hmm. is not gonna work, right? Finding what the flavor is of these three particular placements within your chart can be a great place to just get a bunch of ideas um, for where to start with self-care. And I actually do, so I do one-on-one work where we dive into this. But then I also do um, something called a self-care Rx guide where I just write up a two-page plan based on these three aspects for you to try on and get started and see what works. Um, so it's like sort of weird, but it's been, I've had such good feedback. I, those those um, guides are just like flying off the, off of the, what's the word? Um, sh- racks? Racks? Yeah, <laughs> Shacks, the shelves. The shelves. That's what I was <laughs> So it's just been like really fun. I love this is a a cool area for me.
0: For astrology, I think what's so interesting is I love learning about it. And I am totally just someone that I love hearing like you talk about how these different attributes show up in who you are and like leaning into it. And I think it's just still something I'm like trying to wrap my head around because it's just so crazy when we think about how we're literally... Using the placement, and I might totally butcher this, of the stars and the planets and where they are based off of when and where mm-hmm. we were
1: born. Yep, that's your birth right? chart,
0: yep. I After we talked last, I had to ask Suze what I was. So I'm a Scorpio rising, Virgo, sun and Ooh, double Virgo, organized mama,
1: love it. Yeah. Scorpio rising. So- <laughs> okay, so Scorpio is my favorite sign. And I shouldn't really have a favorite sign as like an astrology enthusiast because Scorpios are, and actually like your rising sign might be one of the, it's probably the most accurate of all of those three. Um, So your rising sign often you'd look, you'd think you would look up your sun sign in a horoscope, but you're better off looking up your rising sign. So Scorpios are, and I'm sure Suze told you this, are like the most, they get a bad rap. Like you, like you, the archetype of a Scorpio is like goth, right? Like dark clothes and like super moody. When in fact, they are the true transformative signs. They're the ones who take darkness and they turn it into light. And so rather than a scorpion symbol, my, um, my astrologer friend talks about it as a phoenix, truly like rising from the ashes. And especially when you're in your power, when you're doing the things that you like to do, like you are, whoa, Scorpios can make stuff happen.
0: <laughs> That is like a badass image. I'm just like imagining myself like right now, like rising above. So I know I was just like, I gotta, I gotta ask Sue before Ashley and I talk because we are talking about this the last time. So Ashley, we have covered so many amazing topics and I've loved getting to hear more about your story and especially just like the verbiage you used of the awakening that you had with Lily and following your passions and the importance of taking care of yourself. And we got to dive in a little bit about how you utilize astrology. And I think it's just so, it's so interesting to hear the things that are available to us. If only we just take a little bit of time and a little bit of effort to step into them and to bring them into our lives. Um, the last question that I have for you is what is the ripple that you want to create? Mm.
1: Do you ask this one to everybody? This is a good question.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> okay, I do.
1: <laughs> well, I think the biggest ripple is that we are truly, truly powerful individuals. Um, and if I in all the work that I do can show you and remind you that prioritizing yourself and really harnessing that power, using it for the betterment of the people around us, um, this life's going to be really amazing. And that never, never is self-care, self-study, self-investment, never is it selfish because it does. It truly, it ripples out to everyone else around
0: us. So beautifully said. Um, where can my listeners
1: find Oh my gosh, me? Alex, this is so fun. You're such a natural. I'm so glad you started this. Like, not that I'm like a pro by any means, but I was like, I've been listening and I'm like, Alex is going to rock this. I'm so glad that you started it. Yeah, well, thank
0: you. I've I've loved it. And it's, it's a journey. And as you said, it's a lot of work, but it's so rewarding just getting to put stuff out into the world that you know is impacting, even if it's just one person in episode, that is like, what it's all about. There's a plane, <laughs> right now, flying over me, but I literally just heard on Clubhouse the other day. This guy said, "Don't think about your downloads. Don't think about X, Y, and Z. Think about the impact you really? get to make with each episode." And that's exactly what you're saying. Like the impact that you can make by just taking care of yourself. And it's not mm-hmm. selfish. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, now, now, well, now where can my listeners come <laughs> so so love. <laughs>
1: um, you can find me on Instagram at ashleysondergaard.yoga or at Yoga Magic Podcast. If you want to listen to the show, mm-hmm. it's called Yoga Magic. It's on all the platforms and we are have new episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays talk all things self-care and self-discovery. And if you want to work together, I open up the mentorship program four times a year. I take on five clients at a time and we just work one-on-one, super um, specific into your self-care or you can get one of those guides that I draw up for you Mm. whenever you want one. So those are available all the time. My website is my name, ashleysondergaard.com
0: yay and all of ashley's contacts and where you can find her will be linked in the show notes that's all we've got for you today on the creating ripples podcast until next time let's go out and start creating ripples